we would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri, Dharawal and Yuin people, traditional custodians of the lands on which we record this week, and also acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to episode 237 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I am Ollie Spake and I'm joined by my co-host who's been busy joining in the celebration of Parkrun's return in the USA, Melissa Ellis. Hi Ollie, how exciting is it that all these countries are coming back to Parkrun? How are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you, Mel? I am good and thank you for giving us the acknowledgement of country. For those of our listeners that may not have attended an event where there has been an acknowledgement of country, an acknowledgement of country is a formal statement often spoken at the beginning of a public event that is taking place on land originally inhabited or belonging to Indigenous people. And Ollie, it is National Reconciliation Week in Australia this current week. This recording week, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So National Reconciliation Week is a time for all Australians to learn about our shared histories, cultures and achievements and to explore how each of us can contribute to achieving reconciliation in Australia. So thank you for doing that, Ollie. It is something I like and enjoy that many park runs do, sometimes on on special occasions. It's uh, important we all be mindful and share the culture. Now, Ollie... You got an adventure again. <laughs> yeah, it seems uh, rare as hen's teeth still, but uh, I did get out. So tell us all about it. Yeah. So, uh, look, Parkrun Day just gone. Um, I visited uh, Bowral Parkrun, uh, which has been the, uh, for the majority of my Parkrun life, it's been my Nendi. Oh, yeah. Well, how far away is it? Give us some context. Ah, okay. So Barrel, um, Barrel itself is situated in the southern highlands of New South Wales. So it's a re- really nice, I suppose, quite popular country town, uh, particular, particularly, I should say, for Sydney siders. It's about oh, an hour and a half, probably, southwest of Sydney. And the southern highlands themselves uh, are an area just sort of beyond the escarpment that sits behind the coastline, and it's an hour's drive from where I live. So an hour south. An hour south of Sydney, an hour west of me. Oh, okay. Yeah, but to get there, uh, to go up into the highlands, you know, we head up through the pass. It's a very well-used thoroughfare from the Wollongong area. Um, you know, travel to Canberra, travel to the highlands, you go up uh, the, the lovely hairpin bends of uh, Macquarie Pass or one of the other passes. And, um, yeah, I decided to would finally get up there, tick that thing off the to-do list. It's kind of been like, you know, fixing the gate. <laughs> it's just <laughs> been on the list for that long. Um, nothing against Barrel Park Run. I've always wanted to go there and uh, glad I did. 
Was it a solo trip? Yeah, I hoped to corral some of the family into joining me and uh, I did have, you know, a fairly healthy consensus heading into the week, but by the time the weekend came, it was kind of whittled down to uh, just being possibly Ava and I and um, given the weather forecast, I just opted to go solo rather than drag her out in the cold. Ah, yes. Yeah. Very good parenting skills. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she's done one park run, but yeah, with much in encouragement and I think it would have been um, a bit of a bridge too far to expect her to take on a, a, f- a fresh park run like that. You've got so, to get uh, a junior park run happening somewhere close I by. I reckon. Or, you know, get the family in the car and go and enjoy a junior park run somewhere. Actually, when I speak to Zali and talk about doing a park run because, you know, school holidays is coming up, she asks me, is it, is it going to be a junior park run? Because, oh. of course, I've told her about Abby and um, yeah, Abby's her motivation. So, yeah, she just keeps asking me, well, why can't we do a junior park run? The distance factor doesn't quite factor for her. So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I'm just making up excuses. Oh, well, when you do come to Melbourne, you'll be able to tick that off her list as well. That's right. But, um, no, look, probably best I didn't take Ava. The park run itself, a um, stunning location. I do love nice country park runs. And, I mean, I, I should give context. Sorry, Mel, I don't know if you've done barrel park run. No. The park run itself is in just this beautiful green space. Um, it's called Bong Bong Common, and it's basically nice big grassy fields across some some sort of gently sloping river flats, probably more white space because it was very frosty. The course itself was about 500 metres, maybe a bit less of, of grassy downhill to start with. And then this wonderful sort of shared concrete pathway through the, you know, amongst the fields there. But there was a massive puddle, which they've had for a few weeks, and they were very, very transparent about, um, proud of the puddle. Dropped the shoe temperature by a couple of degrees, and I can only imagine I would have been carrying Ava across that, which, of course, you know, she wouldn't have had a result if I did that. So that was that was going to be a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there was no avoiding the puddle. Oh, straight through. Yep, straight through. With wet runners. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Frosty wet runners. And at what point in the run was that? That was just before the turnaround. Okay. Past two Ks, through the puddle, just up the path, turn around, back through the puddle. Hmm. Yeah. And what was the uh, crowd like? Oh, look, it's a it's a fairly modest park run community. Um, the run director, Peter, who I met, I got there nice and early just to make sure I wasn't going to get lost. Um, so I got there when Peter was setting up. He told me it was his first gig as run director there and mm-hmm. he did an awesome job. So well done, Peter. He did explain to me they usually get about 60 park runners there in the warmer months but drops to about 40 in winter. We had 55, but that's because there was a wedding party. So uh, they were out there having a park run. Brilliant. When I looked at the results, there were about one third of the park runners there were first timers. So um, hey, maybe the puddle was the attraction. <laughs> Yeah, so it was nice to get out. Didn't stop for coffee there. Came all the way home for coffee with Hannah and just warmed up there. Oh, and ordered ugly buffs. Oh, good. Oh, good, (laughs) yes. Because by the time we go to air, most likely they will have closed off the orders because they do close this coming Thursday, the 3rd of June. So we hope that you've all ordered and you're ready to be suitably ugly come international ugly Christmas in July. Yes. So you got the family's order together? 
Yep, all sorted. Good work. Yeah, we decided on a shared pack, mm-hmm. so we can we can mix and match. Yeah, wasn't going to miss out. Fantastic. Yeah, and look, it was a very exciting parkrun weekend, Mel. Yes. Um, maybe not for some, and I should, <laughs> I suppose, tamper my comments. <laughs> I'm being a little harsh, a bit cold, sorry. That's not a good segue at all. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mel. I'm going to get another sound effect to insert. (laughs) (laughs) This is where Ollie puts his foot in it. Self-destruct sequence activated. No, that's okay. We we can announce, which, you know, everybody in Australia will be currently aware yes. that uh, Victoria is in lockdown again. There were no Victorian events running this last Saturday. And to be honest, it is looking very unlikely this coming Saturday there will be any either. Yeah. Because we've got a small outbreak to deal with. So while that occurs, we shall live vicariously through everybody else. But Ollie, this Saturday just gone, what did come back was our seventh country for Parkrun to restart in, in South Africa. Welcome back, South Africa. And in the official channels, they did note that South Africa was going to have 30 events coming back at the time of recording. There were 22 events that had uploaded results. So with a little bit of podcast magic, (laughs) (laughs) I have outsourced the list. So here they are. Hi, Ollie and Mel. Janet here with the list of the 21 park runs that returned in South Africa this weekend. Sand River in Virginia, Werpstadt, Mountain Drive, Mogul, Pietretief, Friedendal, Uppington, Ladysmith, Camille Doering, Loxton, Freiheit, Umfalosi, Leopold, Harry Smith, Kmouth, Fixburg, Clarence, Bethlehem, Pongola, Jock Trail, and Adrenaline Addo. It's really good to welcome them all back into the Parkrun family. Hopefully more will be joining again soon. Bye. And thank you very much for helping me out with that, Janet. And actually, Ollie, after I asked Janet to record that, there was one final one announced, which was Cannibal's Cave. Do you like how I outsourced those duties, Ollie, to our... um We can call her an an ambassador. She's not a Parkrun ambassador, but she's a Parkrun spirit ambassador. She's our Parkrun Adventurers South African ambassador. That's right. Or correspondent. Correspondent, yes. Well, and, and that's the thing, Mel. We've got such a wide array of unique experiences, Parkrun experiences and beyond across our wonderful Parkrun Adventurer community. It's, it's nice to see some of these talents from everyone. It is. So thank you, Janet. And I have to apologise because last week I actually said that South Africa was coming back on the 29th of June. I did, of course, mean the 29th of May. I wrote it down wrong in the show notes. So that is my mistake. However, we also this last Saturday just gone had a further seven events return in the USA. I can pronounce these ones. (laughs) The first one was Canyon Rim Trail. That was actually a launch. Wow, great work team. So congratulations to them for coming back with event one. Then there was Third Creek Greenway, South Boulder Creek, (laughs) Northside Beltline, Howard Temin Lakeshore Path, College Park, and 
Clermont waterfront. So there you go, 17 events back now in the US of A. Good to have everyone back. It is. And, Ollie, I had the pleasure of interviewing Parkrun Social Media Ambassador and Lily Parkrunner, Emma Kia. So let's have a listen to that now. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, our very special guest today, Emma Kia. How are you, Emma? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, you are a communications ambassador over in the USA. Is that correct? Yes, that is. And we're speaking to you today because we're excited about the return of Parkrun over in America and we wanted to hear a little bit more about it. So firstly, would you like to let us know how you first discovered Parkrun? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was back in 2017 and I was still living with my parents and my dad, he's from England. So he was reading a British newspaper and found out about this thing called Parkrun. And he was like, okay, what are the odds that there's one in America? At the time, there were seven events, maybe eight. I think the eighth one had just started. And he was like, okay, now what are the odds that there's one within driving distance? And the closest one was a 20 minute drive away. So he said, hey, Emma, let's check this thing out. And we went that Saturday and we've been hooked ever since. <laughs> and what event was that? So that was Livonia. It was the, which is also the first one to start in America in June of 2012. So we, five years later, hopped on the park run train. So now there is one a little bit closer to you. Is that right? Yes. So then in the fall of 2018, Lily Park Run started, which is in Ann Arbor, a college town in Michigan. Um, it was also started by someone from England. She moved over, didn't have a park run close enough and thought, why not start one myself? Thus, Lily was born. Um, so yeah, so that one is just, it's about a five minute drive from my apartment, which is really nice to be close. That's fabulous. So uh, for our Australian listeners, Michigan is roughly located uh, northeast of the USA. Is that right? Yes. It's considered the Midwest, but it's a little bit east. <laughs> yep. That's great. Now, I had a little look at your parkrun cred. Uh, you are barcode number A3163598. And you have run in three countries. Yes. Was that a focus? Did you just happen to be on holidays or are you enjoying touring around whenever you can? Um, both, actually. So my family's from England. So whenever we go visit my grandma, we always time it so that we can be there for at least one Saturday. Um, so I've done three different events in England, including Bushy, which obviously is the mother of all park runs. The pilgrimage. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, so where I live in Michigan is about a 45 minute drive from the Canadian border. So on Canada Day, which is July 1st, that's like Canada's special park run. So a couple friends and I drove to Canada to do one of their events. It was about an hour and a half away. And then just for funsies, one weekend, my dad and I went to another close one just over the border. That's an exciting uh, tourist trip to be able to go for a drive to another country. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. It was my, and it, even living so close, that was my first time actually going to Canada for 
something other than just like hopping over the border for the fun of it. So it was cool. It was an adventure. <laughs> and you've done 17 different parkrun events in total. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those are around different events in the US. Yes. Yeah. So 12 of them in the US, um, all sort of within driving distance. And I say sort of because events are very spread out in America. The closest one besides Livonia is about a two hour drive from us. So driving distance can mean upwards of six hours sometimes if we're really feeling gutsy. So that can happen over here too in Australia. I know West Australia has long distances between their events. Um, and we look at the UK with a lot of envy with all their very close events. Yeah. Yeah. From where my grandma lives in the UK, there's four or five park runs within walking distance from her house. We're very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I guess over time that will happen for us. Yeah. I hope so here too. We have just under 50 events so far. So we're growing still. We'll make it. (laughs) Now, I believe your husband is the event director at Lily. Yes. Boyfriend, not husband yet. (laughs) No, no worries. Um, Yeah. So he's, he's one of the event directors at Lily. Okay. Um, Notice that the US events were suspended on the 12th of March in 2020. Mm -hmm. How has the Lily community stayed connected during the pause? We have done so many virtual things. Um, We started with just weekly Zoom meetings just to like see each other's faces because none of us were seeing anyone else and we were a very close community to begin with. Um, And then the Zoom calls turned into trivia games. So every Saturday morning, we kind of took it off of like the great big park run quiz. Um, So we would do like Lily centric trivia about our history, our course, regular park runners. Um, and then that fizzled out and then we brought in our own sort of like virtual park run structure. So every Saturday morning we would post on Facebook and say, Hey, go do your 5k, however your heart desires. Just tell us about it. Tell us where you did it. Send us a selfie if you'd like. Um, and then after that I would compile like a little unofficial results sheet, um, as similar as we could get to like the real park run thing. So just on a Google sheet and we eventually had badges for like the normal 10, 25, 50 virtual park runs. We had people from England participating, mostly just our previous event director who was still part of the community. A couple people from Hawaii also who used to park run at Lily. So it was fun to see everyone from different parts of the country that we wouldn't have even normally been able to see on a normal in-person week-to-week park run. So it was cool to still stay involved that way. And another one of our park runners, she conducted like park run interviews with all, with like I'd say 20 or 30 of our regular park runners asking them how they got involved with park run, what their favorite thing about it was, advice they'd have for a new first timer at park run. So it was really cool to see how everyone kind of jumped up to be involved even when things looked a little bit different. That's wonderful. Who was the driver mostly? Being the communications ambassador, did you do a lot of that work? I did, yes. Um, but it, it was fun. And I had a lot of help with other like people. We have one regular park runner, Amanda, who's amazing with graphic design. So she would help us with like getting posts for the weekly events. Um, and especially she's been helpful with our restart, getting some graphics up to like remind people of COVID rules and whatnot. Um, and yeah, everyone at Lily is so dedicated. So it was, everyone always jumps to help and loves to be involved. So it was good. 
It must have been exciting for Lily to be one of the first 10 events back in America. So that was last weekend, the 22nd of May. You had event number 74. What was the atmosphere like on the morning? Oh, it was great. It was it was very humid, <laughs> um, very warm and humid, but everyone was so excited to see each other. And there were some people who literally had not seen each other since our last event on March 7th, 2020. So it was it was really exciting to see each other. People were excited to volunteer and everyone was super respectful. We had Michigan no longer requires masks outside, but we that's a recent development within the last week, I think. So we recommended them and everyone was super on board with that. They respected each other, social distancing, not knowing what other people were comfortable with. And it, it, it could not have gone better. It was awesome. Had you used the app previously or was that new for your event team? Yes, we always used the app. I think the original timers and scanners have been in a cupboard in our apartment for at least the past two and a half years. And they always beep at three minutes to the hour. So (laughs) we have not used the timers or the scanners in a very long time, but their battery still lasts. But yes, we've been using the app. um, So that was very familiar to people. Yeah. It uh, must have been emotional for people to come back together after such a long time, uh, regardless of your connection on social media, just to be in person. It was. Yeah, we we had done a, a handful of in-person events. Last summer, we did a little bit of trail cleanup at Lily Park to kind of trim branches, clear the mud and like put gravel down and stuff. And then occasionally we would meet up for coffee when the weather was nice outside at our usual coffee meetup place, but it was it was nothing like the actual event. So it was very, very great to see everyone again. And you had no problem getting permission from the landowners for your return? No, not at all. Our parks department had been emailing us since last summer saying, whenever you're ready to come back, let us know. Like, hey, what's going on? Are you guys coming back soon? So it was very welcome, very easy to get that going. That's fabulous. Did you get much interest um, in the wider community? Um, a little bit. We we didn't want to advertise it too much to non-park run people at the beginning, just because whenever we do that, Ann Arbor is a very active city with lots of runners. So whenever we do advertise it broadly, we kind of get slammed with first timers, which is a great thing normally. But our first week back when we were still trying to work out the kinks and stuff, we didn't want to overwhelm our volunteers. So we kept it a little bit low key, but we still had 15 first timers, which was awesome. And we've started getting the word out a little bit more for the next few weeks. So hopefully we'll continue to have new people. I saw tutus in the photos. So was that for the 22nd? That's a thing over here On if a Saturday falls on the 22nd of the month that uh, we will put tutus on. Yes. Yeah, that was. I, oh goodness, I told myself I was going to look this up. I forget the original park run that we got the idea from. But a couple of years ago, we had been in like posting about each other on Facebook to wear tutus on the 22nd. And it was just perfect that our restart date was the 22nd and people wear tutus. Um Back in February of last year, that was the 22nd, we had dogs in tutus. That was our theme for the day. So everyone brought their dogs. Everyone put tutus on their dogs. And that was our parkrun event, our parkrun theme for the day. So we definitely, definitely do tutus over here as well, following in your footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) And would you like to describe your course for everybody? Right. Um, So it's recently changed, actually, because we used to have this amazingly beautiful bridge. 
that spent the better part of the last year underwater. So we have a completely new course. We start, the park has a, has a couple of soccer fields and then it goes into the woods around a lake, hence the bridge. Um, so we start on the soccer field, do one lap of the soccer fields and then head into the woods. It's three laps through the woods. Um, there is quite a hill and it's worse now that we have redesigned our course, but you get past it and then you're good. But it's very pretty. There's beautiful views of the lake. It's a fairly small lake, but still there's lots of like wildlife that live there. And the path is nice. No bears? No bears. Goodness, no. <laughs> no, we are <laughs> we are in southern Michigan. Wildlife means like about a million geese and a couple ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, nothing exciting, nothing, nothing wild. But yeah, there's one main trail that goes around the lake through the woods. Um, and there's lots of other offshoots as well. So the park is great for more than just park run. But our course is a three lap course which is great because you generally like if you're a middle runner, you get passed by the fast people and then you can pass the walkers. So you get to see everyone loads of times and you're always, you can always see someone else. So it's nice that you don't just feel like you're alone. You're running or walking with other people, which is nice. Yeah. Very social. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's a couple people who are just some of those crazy ones who can finish in like sub 19 minutes and it's always, you kind of judge yourself based on how far you make it before they lap you. And then once they <laughs> lap you, you're like, all right, it's game time now. Um, but yeah, it's fun. That was one of my first challenges when I first started parkrun. I used to get, it was a two lap course and I used to get lapped by the um, finishers just as they were going down the finish last 200 metres. And it was my goal to get around my first lap without being lapped. Yep, definitely, definitely. The best part about having a three lap course though is that literally almost everyone gets lapped and you pretty much lap a lot of people unless you're the tail walker. So it's, there isn't, I don't know, I guess maybe sometimes being lapped and be like, oh no, like I'm not going fast enough, but it's not, there's like no vibe like that at all. It's all very like, you got to see each other and it's yeah, fun. Friendly. Yeah, friendly. Exactly. So you would have the same, the same restrictions as us, no high-fiving on course, no spitting, um, extra scanners at the end. Do you have that requirement as well? Yes, we do. I think they recommend a pra like one scanner per 50 people. Yeah. Um, and we usually get 60 to 70 on an, on an average day. Um, but we're lucky that a couple of our runners who finish before the rush of people around 30 minutes, they always jump in and scan even on a pre-COVID day. So that was not, that was not a problem for us to fill our volunteer roster in that respect. But yeah, we're definitely operating under the same COVID framework that the rest of the parkrun world is. Mm. So do you know how many other events are coming back this week in America? Yes, I think it's roughly seven based on people who have like on very unofficial people who have posted on Facebook announcing that they're coming back. I think the number is seven. But I guess by the time this airs, that will have happened. So hopefully seven. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. I did look it up last week and I can't remember. Was it 43 or 47 in total you've got over there? So we have 47, but a handful of them have yet to start because their start dates were March and April of last year. So a oh, couple yes. of them, yeah, a couple of them are coming back within the next few weeks. I think one of them is coming back in September. Then a couple more have yet to announce. But I think that's just because of COVID um, cases and restrictions in their area are preventing that. But they're still like active, ready to come back. Yeah. 
So obviously you're going to be very involved um, with Lily for the immediate future, but do you have plans to get around to an, any more events anytime soon? Oh, definitely. I've already been trying to convince my dad and my boyfriend, Adam, who's the Lily event director, to drive with me to our closest not yet done park run in America. It's about a six hour drive one way, <gasps> but <laughs> we've done it before. It was a little bit of a, not a disaster. It was just exhausting. But now I'm thinking with three people, piece of cake. It's like two hours driving each one way and it'll be great. Um, so there's one down in Kentucky, um, Joe Creason Park Run, that's about a six hour drive away. And then there's one over in West Virginia, Charleston Park Run, that's also about a six hour drive away. So hopefully we'll get to those this summer. There's two out in Colorado, which has some great like mountains and hiking and camping that we had a trip planned last year that we've had to postpone. So hopefully we'll make it this year. But yeah, who, who knows what the summer will bring? I definitely hope to get to more more events. Yeah, I, I love to create a whole weekend adventure around a new park run, usually to places I would never have otherwise visited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely same here. There's, there's like two types of tourism, the ones that are within driving distance, which we've kind of exhausted our options. And then there's the ones that are like structuring a whole weekend around it. Like, oh, hey, cousin who I haven't talked to in a couple months, what you doing <laughs> next week? You want to hang out? You know? <laughs> yeah. Long lost friends from school. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I, one of my really good friends from school, he lived just near Durham Park Run in North Carolina. And I had always said that I would go visit him. And it it was always like, not right now, but next time, next time, next time. And now he's moved. So he no longer, and there's no longer an excuse to be able to go tourism there for a bit. But hopefully oh, no. we'll still make it. That's yeah. a bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How dare he move on with his life? No. <laughs> I uh, love it. That's one of the first things when I uh, reconnect with somebody I haven't spoken to for ages. Oh, where are you living now? Quickly search. <laughs> What's the closest park run to them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Another thing I thought I would ask you, Emma, is have you got any park run stories you might like to share with us? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely partial to it, but my favorite story is actually how I met Adam, who is now the Lily event director and my boyfriend. Um, about two and a half years ago, he moved to America from England, had only just started park running, done one or two. And lucky enough, there was one in Ann Arbor where he moved. And our event director at the time who started park run, she was British. So it was kind of, she took him under her wing because they were both in the same field in their jobs. And so this British guy shows up at park run and we started talking just casually because my family is from England and it was like a cool thing to chat about. And yeah, we became friends and now the rest is history. So Parkrun definitely brought us together in a fun way. And we love to do Parkrun tourism together. All the, He's really great at driving through the night. So our 2am <laughs> wake ups to drive somewhere new. He's as crazy as I am and ready to go adventure somewhere. And so then when our, the, the founder of Lily moved back to England, Adam took over as one of the event directors. Yeah. So that's how we met. It's fun. I like having that little story. And it's also a great way to tell other people about Parkrun because they'll say like, oh, blah, blah, blah. How'd you and Adam meet? And I can say, well, <laughs> every Saturday morning, we do this thing called Parkrun. You should come. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's cool. It's it's a fun part of our lives that we can share and we're both equally interested in. That sounds like a perfect match and double the places to stay when you tour to England with all that family. Oh, exactly. We, yeah, we're, we're hoping to go back at the end of the summer, maybe early winter for some family weddings and stuff. And we're already planning like our trips to see like different sides of the family around where there's a park run that we like want to do. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> Excellent. And so what's on the top of the list? Oh, goodness. So there's, I think some of the ones within walking distance from my, or like running distance from my grandma's just because those are ones that my dad has done that I haven't done. And definitely some friendly competition between us. If he's done <laughs> one that I haven't, how dare he? No. <laughs> and then Honestly, there's so many in England that like, it's kind of hard to choose. We've both done Bushy. So that one we've checked off our list. We don't have to go back there. But yeah, I think maybe some of the ones that are like on the running challenges, you know, the plug-in that you can see, like the alphabetia. Yeah, yeah. So the Ponty, yes. whatever they are. Exactly. The full Ponty or the one where there's like four with that yes. name. One of our friends lives up in Leeds, I believe, where one of those is close to it. That was her home run for a bit. Like, I'm totally, I might have the wrong one, but I'm tempted to say it's like Pontefract. Pontefract? Right. Could be saying that wrong. Um, so definitely want to do that one. Some of the ones that have like north, south, east, west in the yes. name. Because I don't think we have any wests or easts in America. Uh, so we'll probably try to do that one. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Good planning. And hopefully... In the not-too-distant future, some international travel will be allowed to resume because I also have plans to get over to the UK. Yeah, we, we definitely hope so. It's been a while since we've seen family. We're lucky that we're both British citizens, so there it'll be a little bit easier to get in because we won't have to go through the, like, Americans traveling sort of thing. Yep. But, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get over there, do some more tourism. And hey, maybe one day we'll come to Australia, you know? <laughs> yeah. You only need one more country to become a world tourist. Oh, is it four to do that? Yes. Okay. Then there's more motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In New Year's Day of 2020, actually, we met a couple of Australians at College Park Park Run. They did the same second park run as us, and we chatted with them at coffee they're like crazy. They've done, I think, over a hundred different events. They've gotten their alphabeteers and everything. I follow them on Strava. And so while America was still paused and you guys were running, we would see like, oh, Claire and Jack, they did their park run this morning. We're so jealous. Oh, no way. So, Not Claire Stutchbury and Jack Corkle. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> ah, they are listeners of the pod. So big shout out to Claire and Jack. Oh, no way. Hey, how's yeah. it going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We met them at, um, yeah, doing our New Year's Day double. And yeah, they like we thought that we had done a lot of events. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we've done like 100 different ones. And I was like, wow, you guys are crazy. So yeah, so that's cool. We I like seeing their Stravas of the different places that they go and what they do. Uh, they are great tourists and great ambassadors for Parkrun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is a question that we like to ask a lot of people that we speak to on the podcast, which is not including your home park run. Can you give us your top three park runs that you've experienced? Okay, so I would definitely have to say Livonia Park Run, just because that's where I started park running. 
that's where my dad park runs every week. So I have lots of reasons to go. It's about 30 minutes away. So Livonia is definitely one of my favorites. The people there are great. The course is great. I'd say also St. Albans Park Run in England. I know that's not America, but still one of my favorites because that's um, just around the corner from my grandma's house. So that's where I always park run if I'm there and don't have someone to drive me to another event. (laughs) And that one's really nice. It's a couple laps around a lake through a park. An old like Roman wall is there. It's really nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I guess I'd say Egan Park Run. So little bit not one of the most well-known ones in America, but it's in Minnesota, which is kind of like Michigan, just a little bit west. And it's I went there November a couple of years ago. It was so snowy, so cold. And the first like 30 minutes, I was like, what am I doing here? I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just going to run and go home. <laughs> then when I finished, like a couple of volunteers came up and were like, hi, like, who are you? And they were so friendly, so lovely. They drove me to coffee. We chatted. And it was just exactly what Parkrun is all about. Just meeting people that you never would normally interact with in yeah. life that, you, that are just, you guys have the same very strange interest of running a 5K <laughs> every Saturday morning for fun. So that one was really cool. Just the people were great and awesome. Yeah. I love it how that translates all across the world. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's what we love about Parkrun. I mean, obviously everyone does. No matter where you are, you have the same thing in common. And it's a little bit crazy, dare I say, to just run a 5K every Saturday. People like my friends who don't know about Parkrun think it's the strangest thing ever, mostly just because it's it's not very well known in America. I think mm-hmm. like I usually have to explain it to people and they're like, wait, what do you mean? Just you run every Saturday. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like this cult. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When Lily came back this past weekend, a couple of our park runners were posting on Facebook and they're like, we promise it's not a cult. We just really love these people. <laughs> <laughs> and you've ran in snow. Was it, was it snowing, you said? Yes, it was. It was snowing and there are a couple of parts of the, they had to kind of change their course a little bit to like divert you off the path when it was icy. So you'd go through the snow on the grass. But that's a very regular occurrence in the Midwest. So we're used to it. We're used to knee, not knee, like calf deep snow sometimes for a park run. That's probably one of the things I'd really like to do, have the opportunity to run in the snow. We don't really have any events that are always snowy here. There's a couple of events that have occasionally had snowfall, but it definitely wouldn't be heavy snow on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be an experience. I would like the USA, Russia, um, wherever, Canada, I guess, they have. They would have snow, would they? Yeah, Canada definitely gets more snow than us. They're pretty much covered throughout the winter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, our course is beautiful when it snows. Oh, so you get it. You get it at Lily as well. Oh, 100%. Yes, definitely. We, we, I'd say it's mostly snowy from end of December to early March, sometimes even April. We'll have snow. Wow. Is it harder to get the volunteers in that time of year? No, it's, I, it's actually easier, I think, because wow. a lot of people, they want to do park run, but they don't want to like run and get sweaty, but cold. And sometimes the snow is like deep and we always make sure the course is safe, but different people have different like preferences of what they run on. So a lot of times people are like down to Marshall or bring like a little portable heater at the finish line and (laughs) huddle by it with their like 10 layers of clothing and hand out (laughs) tokens. I am not going to complain about being cold at Parkrun ever again. (laughs) Yes. So our main 
we call it our summer course because it's completely shaded and there's lots of trees. So in the winter, when the snow kind of melts, then it freezes again. So it gets pretty treacherous in there. So we have to do an alternate course, which is our winter course. And it's six laps around a little park. Um, but the parks department clears that. So it's, there's n- it's never icy. Six. Yeah, six laps. It's, it's a time. But you know, <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> It's fairly flat, so we have to make it a little bit longer so that people don't only set PBs on that one. But yeah, that one's the best because no matter where you are, you can always see other people, especially in the winter when there's no leaves on the trees. You can be at one completely opposite end of the park and you can see who's like at the finish line starting their fifth lap or something. I love that variety. How do you track all those laps though? I guess it's just an honor thing, isn't it? People know when they've done their 5K. Yeah, definitely. It's And if like when we're processing results, we'll see that like, oh, so-and-so shaved off 10 minutes of their time. We'll kind of <laughs> reach out to and be like, hey, what's going on? Um, (laughs) Usually when it's that cold and we're on that course, we have less people. So we'll have maybe 20 to 30 people on those weeks. And it's easier to keep track when like of how many people have done if they have more to do. And a lot of people keep track on their watches as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Emma, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for giving us the time today. Um, It's been lovely to learn a little bit more about the park runs over in the USA. Yeah, absolutely. It was great chatting with you. Okay. Thank you. And good luck uh, with the continued rollout of the events in America. Yes. Thank you. We are very excited. Thank you for that lovely interview with Emma. It's wonderful to hear, I suppose, some of the experiences of our friends in the USA coming back and uh, some beautiful serendipity there, Mel, with uh, friends of the pod, Jack and Claire. I know. They're just popping up everywhere, aren't they? They are. And um, we really look forward to hearing and seeing more of our, our friends in the USA and, of course, you know, across the globe coming back. Please, if anyone would like to share with us that experience, don't hesitate to reach out on our email address, of course. And what do you think, Mel? We'll mention it twice this week. Um, <laughs> parkrunadventures at gmail.com or on our Facebook. But uh, yeah, share some of your experiences. If you're listening and Parkrun's coming back, we'd love to hear. Definitely. We, yeah. We've missed a couple of countries. We, we've got to play catch up, Ollie. We haven't spoken to Japan. <laughs> Who else That's haven't we right. spoken to? <laughs> well, yeah, they're just clocking up, which is lovely to see and happy to play some catch up. So, uh, yeah, please do share. And now, Mel, we did actually get an email. We got some feedback regarding the brief chat we had last week about Auslan. Yes, we did. It's always lovely to hear from all of our listeners, so please keep it up. But I did want to say um, in our chat, I did make a passing reference to a park runner who has performed the sign language support volunteer role and helped us actually at Shell Harbour as part of the team many times. So I should say, firstly, a big shout out to Georgia for all of her help at Shell Harbour and, and Park Runs Beyond. But it was mentioned to me in the feedback that I did use the word perform when, when describing her speaking Auslan. And I do think it's important to take note because I do appreciate my choice of words might not have been entirely accurate. So it's important I acknowledge it really should have been better described as her speaking Auslan as a language rather than confusing my words. And naturally, I 
do apologise to anyone that might have been offended. It's good to take note so that we are sensitive and use the correct language when we discuss these things. And now we've all learned. Exactly. So please keep up the feedback, everyone. Um, It's always lovely to hear from you all. Uh, We did have a few people reaching out, I suppose, in the cooler weather. They were kind of packing Dazzers to to get a bit of warmth there. I hope they were socially distanced. (laughs) Let's hope. So this week, of course, uh, we were encouraging a little bit of food sharing. Again, maybe that's not the right thing to encourage at this point, sharing (laughs) uh, what food we were enjoying and did people enjoy their brunch at Parkrun or not Parkrun today and questioning whether people had ordered their ugly buff. And as I said before, I ordered and uh, thank you, Dazza. You kept me honest. <laughs> <laughs> or are people in, in training for the longest run, of course. So Sam Schroeder was uh, quick to reach out and say, early in the week, Kit the RD from Chipping Norton did a shout-out for a token volley. So Luke and I headed back for another visit. We were pleased to visit the Liverpool Growers and Foodies Market, just 250 metres from the start line. Good coffee and amazing gosleme. Highly recommended. Oh, I remember this comment because I don't know what Gosleme is. And I think I can certainly reinforce what Sam said. You need Gosleme in your life, Mel. I don't know if I need it, though. Why is it always me that doesn't know what this stuff is? I clearly don't get out enough. No, that's, again, a chance for us to learn. But um, (laughs) it's amazing. We have markets that visit here. um, Well, you know, it was regularly. It's becoming regularly again. Can you give uh, me a clue? Yeah, the Gosleme food truck. (laughs) Give me a clue. Can I look up a a proper (laughs) proper description? (laughs) But it's, it's, I suppose, it's a... Is it it's, a dumpling? Oh, it's it's oh. two pieces of um, flatbread. That's it. It's a Turkish cuisine. It's like a pita bread, a stuffed pita bread thing. Yeah, it's stuffed. So some will be served with uh, often like, you know, feta and spinach um, or, a, you know, sometimes a, a meat sauce. Um, it's very savoury tasting and, look, it's just amazing. <laughs> It's just delicious. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, Cameron Drake. <laughs> no morning tea until the chores are done. Was there an incident today? There will be if I don't get a move on. Then maybe a Conti roll and a Long Mac topped up. <laughs> Val Warwick. Did Kingston Park Park run under a snowy Kunyanyi Mount Wellington for my half cow? with our 13-year-old grandson who can now beat par over five kilometres because they don't go for coffee and our youngest grandsons were waiting to see Nana and Pa. Coffee was at our son's place, as was a shower so that we can take the 13-year-old out for a belated birthday lunch. Don't tell anyone, but that birthday was in November. We had trouble arranging when we could do it when living at the extremes of the state with many obstacles, but having a soccer buyer today, it's finally happening. And Mel, one of the dogs at our son's, is a lovely old sausage, sausage dog. <laughs> sausage dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you didn't tell us his name. Oh, oh well. <laughs> we did get a picture. We did get a lovely picture. Very good. But congratulations on the half cow. Yes. And we heard from Belinda Taylor, Hill Marshal at Sirame Park Run today on this chilly for Brisbane morning. Back to the gift shop near Wishart Park Run for their awesome coffee and almond croissant. And great to hear from you, Belinda. Yes, good work on all the volunteering. 
Uh, Mandy Oliver, my home park run at Surfers again, loving the cooler weather for running. Bit antisocial this morning and grabbed a coffee with my petrol on the way home. As long as you get coffee, that's all that matters. Yes. <laughs> and Helen Davis, lovely chilly run at Cook's River, but went back to Chris and M's for breakfast cooked by Chris. Very nice. So got to be happy with that. And I do believe that Helen spotted a cheater or two over at Cook's River. Ah, they were out. They were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Janet Reed, what a beautiful morning. Clear skies made for a chilly start at the launch of South Australia's first new event in two years and also the first five-kilometre loop park run in South Australia. I didn't realise that. No five-kilometre loops mm. until now. Mm -hmm. An inviting log fire kept us all warm pre-park run, then off to Meadows Bakery and Tea Rooms for a celebratory coffee and... Snot log. <laughs> <laughs> now, I usually enjoy my vanilla slice, but after listening to the pod, it didn't have quite the same appeal. <laughs> so I gave it nine out of ten. Coffee was superb. All in all, another perfect Saturday. So um, Jack's just put everybody, <laughs> all our <laughs> listeners are getting turned off vanilla slices now. I was the opposite. I saw it and had instant envy. <laughs> Rebecca Bailey, first timer briefing and a jog around Shell Harbour today. Windy and fresh made for a strong headwind down the last kilometre. Nothing like hearing your name over RD Brendan's megaphone to get you home. Can't wait for a nice warm brekkie to start my weekend. Alison King, Wanaka Park Run's Edgewater Cafe is known for its scones, has its own scone menu. I had the buttermilk, which came with cream and jam, wonderful park run, and today 10% of the field was Australian. Wow. I think Alison might have spoken to some of those Aussies in her roving reports later. That's right. Stay tuned. Caro Voss, lovely day at Woi Woi Park Run, complete with coffee afterwards. So Caro was back at home. Yeah. And Bernadette Bennett, touristing at Chipping Norton while on a shopping trip in Sydney. Sheltered tree-lined course along the Georges River. Small numbers compared to Newey's usual, with farmers markets nearby for coffee, though we had to hightail it back to the hotel. Great sight and friendly crew. Ingrid Bother. Sending love hearts to Victoria this morning. Crisp and clear morning at Dolls Point. Lovely to briefly catch up with a couple of the crew from Camay. And Ingrid had a photo of the volunteer crew all doing lovely love hearts. Yeah, good work, team. Mark Scarborough, Wagyu Bridge Park Run, run director again this week. Thinking of the pancakes and berries for Brekkie at Stone House. And um, Mark backed that up with the evidence. He did. Do you think he's just putting in this comment every week to make us say Wagyu Bridge? <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting back laughing. <laughs> I hope so. I hope someone's having some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Turner. And, uh, just, just on that, sorry, Mel. I, I noticed Mark's going to be there for the next couple of weeks too, so uh, we've got that to look forward to. <laughs> More to come. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Turner. It was back to the traditional lockdown Footscray, not park run today. Good to max out the attendance number with Dave. A good chance to enjoy the last of the autumnal colours. Ah, uh, nice work, Andrew. Big fan of that uh, Footscray Knot Park run. Obviously, it's part of the autumn belt as well. It did look really, really pretty. Yeah, yeah. It made me want to figure out where it was so I could go and have a little run there myself when I'm not confined to a five-kilometre bubble. Yes. 
Lee Caparita, Parramatta Park Run for me. Sausage dog in a not so ugly Christmas jumper spotted on today's run. How awesome was that? <laughs> not only a dog of sausage, but a dog of sausage in an ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> it's meant to be. You would only get more points if you actually knew the name of the dog. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's the level up challenge, Lee, if you get a chance again. (laughs) But well done. It was a very elegant sweater too. Yes. Mm. William Barlow, bread top. (laughs) Now, um, I stopped to try to figure out this one. It was a photo of a plate of delicious baked goods. Yes. But what, what? Bread top, what does that mean, Ollie? Don't know, but they look delicious. (laughs) Okay. But then we also heard from Yvonne Cohen, is a snot log the same as a snot block? Yeah, so now see, we've confused everybody. (laughs) Yes, uh, Yvonne, snot logs, snot blocks, they are all vanilla slices. Just not snot rockets. No, no, not those. (laughs) We're not allowed to do those. They're banned. That's right. They are not COVID safe. That's right. Now we're going to have people wanting to know what a snot rocket is. Surely that's universal. I think we've addressed that. But for anyone that hasn't heard that particular episode, or maybe it has been addressed on another pod and I'm just confusing ourselves. Moving swiftly on. Okay. No context. Oh, it's me. Bruce Purdy. (laughs) (laughs) It was a not post parkrun coffee from Yellow Espresso during a Main Street not parkrun. I loved having a mid five kilometer coffee fix and am a huge fan of the name and smiley face on the cup. I love it. I love it. Personalized. Yes. <laughs> it did look like a very happy coffee. It did. And Claire Stutchbury, entering my longest tourist streak. So that's number 28 for this streak. Event number 84 and 21 in Queensland at North Lakes Park Run. A sneaky first for Jack Corkle, followed by a breezy paddle on Lake Kawangba. And I apologise if I got that pronunciation wrong. But uh, well done, Jack and Claire, of course. Yeah. And uh, they're following in the Statman's footsteps by having a, would you call it a kayak or is it a surf yeah. ski paddle after um, park run? Yeah, look more more of a, a paddleboard paddle. Hmm. A paddleboard paddle? Yeah, a paddle on a paddleboard. Oh, okay. Yes. Do you think there's a club developing for the post-park run paddlers? Maybe. We need a few more peas in there that will really get going. Oh, yeah. the alliterations. Yes. Speaking of whom? Yeah, yeah, moving into <laughs> Tracy Wood. Hey, team, guess what I got? Hint, see photo. And Tracy posted the photo that was taken of her at Palm mm-hmm. in her costume when she was dressed as a Wilson Index. So I'm tipping Tracy got a Wilson Index. Well done, Tracy. And I'm pleased to say that it did not take me as long to guess it this time. <laughs> <laughs> and Brett Bailey. On the tools, handing out tokens at Pegasus, then got my five kilometres in on a run home. And Tanya Bailey, photos of Brunner with Brett and Tanya Bailey at Pegasus. So we did get to see Brunner. It's nice to see Brunner again. Yes. And Chris Fraser, I chose Illawarra's most sheltered park run at North Wollongong. Soft. <laughs> Sausage roll and lamo. Greedy. Mine was much better. <laughs> I was much better looking than Kerry's gluten-free option from the next cafe. (laughs) 
And that did, uh, again, elicit quite a bit of conversation between Kerry and Chris about gluten-free options and uh, flakiness of pastries. And it's getting quite technical, Ollie. Yeah, I love the the dynamic. I think they could possibly take this show on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they have. Uh, (laughs) Clearly they have. Right. So that was it at the cafe this week. It was. Great to hear from everyone. Thank you. And um, once again, I'm hungry. (laughs) Did you have, when you had your coffee after park run at Barrel? Yes. Did you have baked goods or you didn't tell us? Well, yeah, look, I... um, didn't feel it appropriate to read out my own report, but because um, <laughs> we drove, oh, I drove all the way home and met up with Hannah and uh, we went down to the local here, my everyday local, naturally tasty. And my baked good of choice was the blueberry muffin, which I instantly regretted as I walked past the bakery <laughs> back home and saw the snot block. Uh, well, I'm going to have to get my thinking cap on. I think. Um Alice Palace Park Run needs to up their game Ooh. this coming Saturday with a theme. Baked goods theme? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's got to be snot logs all round. Yes. Except for me because I don't eat them. Oh, well. Anyway, Ollie. Yes. That is it for the cafe. So we shall now listen to Alison and PK with their roving reports. Good morning park runners, it's Alison King here reporting in for the Channel 5 news crew and today I'm coming to you from Wanaka Park Run. That's right, I've done some overseas travel again, crossed the Cook Strait to the South Island and if you are in Australia you can get to Wanaka Park Run by flying to Queenstown, hiring a car and driving about one hour north. Now Wanaka Park Run started in February 2018 and it's had really, really low numbers of late. Uh, so hopefully we're going to have a few more park runners this week. But I have to say, the weather nationwide isn't that great. It's a bit drizzly right now. It's quite cold, I think about four degrees. So, so yeah, let's see who we can find. So I'm here with Olive at Wanaka Park Run. So good morning, Olive. Good morning. Where have you travelled from today? I've come over from Brisbane. What's well, Probably beats me in the uh, parkrun tourism stakes today. Yeah, yeah. What brought you over? Um, I have family here, so I've come to visit family, and I can't come without doing a park run. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you, have you run around here before? I've done park run once here before, but I run around the streets and around the lakefront, yeah. and just a beautiful place to be. Yeah. What yeah. do you love about Wanaka? Oh, just the scenery. I don't enjoy the weather, but the scenery is just amazing, and it's always different. Yeah. Yeah. Have you run at Queenstown? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. And do you think our Aussie Park Run adventurers should come to Wanaka instead of heading over to Queenstown? Oh, definitely. Wanaka's, Wanaka is one of the best park runs. Yeah. And can you tell us a bit about your park run story? Oh, I've been running for probably, doing park run for probably nine or ten years, getting close to doing 200. Um, heading towards my 100th location as well. Um, I haven't got the stats on me because I don't have the internet here. But, um, yeah, I just, a Saturday doesn't go by where I can't do a park run. Yeah, just love it. Cool, well, thanks for having the chat. Thank you, nice to meet you. you too. So I'm here with Chris and Prue. 
Good morning. morning. Uh, can you tell the listeners where you've come from today? We've come from Brisbane and our local park run is Kelvin Grove, so Australia. You've come quite far. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we planned our trip around two park runs. The first one we did when we landed in Christchurch. Yep. And then we planned to come to Queenstown and then to here to do this particular park run oh, Wanaka, yeah. in Wanaka because we'd heard it was one of the most beautiful in New Zealand. Ah. And did it live up to your expectations? Absolutely, including the snow on the mountain. <laughs> so do you think Australian parkrun tourists should come to Wanaka instead of going to Queenstown? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's much. It's really picturesque and and not as hilly. It's it's lovely. The lake is just beautiful. Yeah. Now, Chris, I can't help but notice, but the two of you ran in your puffer jackets. Yes, we did today, yes. It was a new thing. I'd never done it before, but um, here in Wanaka, the, the weather kind of provided the right environment for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> a lot different to what you normally run in in Brisbane. Yeah, the first park run we did at Kelvin Grove was very hot indeed. It was very warm. Yeah, singlets and shorts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And today it's tights and puffer jackets. Yeah, exactly. I've got woolly tights, gloves and a puffer. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So you're going to be um, espousing the beauty of Wanaka to all your Aussie mates back home? We are. We just missed our little puppy who normally does park run with us today, Goldie. She normally does it. Yeah, she would have loved it. She would have loved this one. Yeah, but we'll be telling people how useful (laughs) it is. Yeah, we'll be skiving off for sure that we ran in three degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much for crossing the ditch. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So I'm with Adam Sharman, the event director from Wanaka. So thanks for organising this park run, Adam. Oh, no, thank you, Alison. It's awesome we would be here rain or shine. It's lovely to see our park run tourists. Now, there's a lot of friendly rivalry, isn't there, between you and Queenstown? There is. It's a, it's both friendly and a rivalry. Um, we like to compete for who's got the prettiest park run. I like to think that we've got a bit of a case given the tree and the mountains and the lake, but I think Queenstown probably have an argument to it as well. We'll, we'll keep it friendly for now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not that difficult for our Australian park run tourists to come over to Wanaka, is it? No, it's easy. They can fly straight into Queenstown and then it's just a quick hop over the hill. Although I said that this morning, there's snow on the hill, so uh, I know it's a long way around, um, but it's always nice to see our Australian visitors. We had uh, somebody from Brisbane this morning, someone from Gold Coast, so so, yeah, always great to see those guys. Yeah. And what's your parkrun story? Uh, so our parkrun story, so we um, started doing parkrun in uh, Auckland. We started in Cornwall Park. I think we did their 10th when we lived there. It was about 30 people. Uh, and then over the years that grew. And uh, when we moved to Wanaka, which is about five years ago, there wasn't a parkrun. So we decided we were going to set one up. Um, and we've been going over three years now. So it's great. And you, were, you beat Queenstown to have a park run, didn't you? We did, by only a few weeks. I think Invercargill the, the week before us, and then it was us, and Queenstown a few weeks later. So it's growing in the South Island. We love to see that. Yeah. Well, thanks for an awesome event. No, thank you, Alison. Great to see you. And that's a wrap from Wanaka. I've made it back to my hotel room. I'm staying at the Edgewater Resort, which is where the Park Run Cafe is also held. Uh, the scones are amazing, so I highly recommend staying for coffee and cake afterwards and perusing the scone menu. There were 29 runners today, so not a big crowd, but looks like um, all the other park runs around the country may have been affected by the bad weather, but the weather actually cleared for us, which was really, really cool. Park run where the fairies were looking down on Wanaka. So Aussies, if you're coming over the Dutch, fly into Queenstown, hire a car and drive up to Wanaka. You will not be disappointed. Well, good morning, Park Run adventurers. This is PK checking in for another roving report from beautiful Christie's Beach. 
uh, down south, well not down south, but certainly um, south of Adelaide City. And uh, it's my first time at Christie's. It's another C for the old Pirate Club, which is great. I think it's my fifth C. I've already done an R. And uh, we were going to do Seacliff, but that, um, that's been cancelled because uh, of uh, work to the path and, and winter upon us, etc. But anyway, great story, mate. Um, we are going to do Christie's and fantastic. Great numbers down here. Lots of people limbering up. There's lots of QR code checking in. And I've already um, seen a few legends. Um, uh, Mel Cox is here. Uh, Michael Willison is here. And um, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day. So let's go and uh, have a listen to the first timers briefing. And I uh, will go and find some other crew after. Well, I've just done uh, Christie's Beach uh, Park Run for the first time and far out. Are you sure it's 5Ks? Because I'm sure it was 10. My gosh. Um, and I'm not complaining. I just wanted it to keep going. It's such a beautiful course here along the coast of Christie's. And I found some legends, as I said I would. Uh, Bob, I was told to speak to you. Bob Hooper, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And Excellent. how are you? I'm awesome, mate. I see you uh, encouraging everybody along the way. You got to love, uh, you got to love, uh, you know, support crew. Well, the camaraderie down here is is uh, something, really something, and uh, we appreciate each other. Yeah. And that's why we encourage each other. I love. I it, mean, mate. to get yourself out of bed on a cold morning uh, such as this morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes uh, it takes a bit of uh, <laughs> determination, and so uh, it does. Yeah. How long? And you did it today, uh, Parkrun. Yes, You're I out did. There on the course as well. Yes, well done. Yes. And yeah. and uh, how. Um, how many have you done? Is this your local? And how many have you done? Uh, I've done uh, 105 today. Well done, mate. Congrats Thank on you. 105. Well Thank done, you. Charles. You've done over 100. G'day, Charles. Yes, g'day. How are you? Yeah, good. Nice oh. to see you sporting the 100T like me. Well yep. done. And is this your regular? And how many do you reckon you've it done? Is. I don't know, probably about 115 or something like nice, that. Nice, mate, nice. It's a, it's a beautiful course. Isn't, isn't it? Why people keep coming mm. back here. Yeah. You've got a sort of a core group of people we get lots of visitors as well but yeah well lifts like me yeah, <laughs> it's great there's a core group here because um and it, it is very encouraging as bob said so i love it mate it's a nice yeah. little family down here sure is and it only took me five years to get here i've been doing park run for a long time and it, um but that's all right it's a, but I, i'm very happy to get here and i've done my c now one of my c's because uh it's important because there's the pirate club if you do five c's yes. and seven c's yeah. you should say you know sail the seven c's seven and and you do an r so this is my fifth c so i I was pretty happy with that. So, yeah. um, no, nah, it's a beautiful course. I'm going to go and find Rich. Yeah, our, um, yeah. <laughs> local member of parliament oh, along here. Brilliant. So I did recognise Katrine. Katrine. That's yeah. right. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well done. How are you, Katrine? Do you mind if I have a quick chat and ask you? Oh, this is for the Parkrun uh, podcast. Sure. Parkrun Adventurers podcast. <laughs> How are you? Did you enjoy? Enjoy is an interesting word. I always enjoy Endure. coming yeah. out here yeah. and seeing our community together. That's the best thing, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. amazing. Oh my god! And what a beautiful. We're course. all so encouraging. Yeah, I'm not. I've not done it before. Have you? Have you? Did you do the Moana one? Have you? Have you done other park runs around here before? Um, uh, where have I done here, uh, Shiraz Trail? Ah, yes. Mostly nice. here, Seacliff. Yes, beautiful. But mostly here. Nice. I was meant to do Seacliff today, but of course it's closed yeah. at the moment, which is fine. But it means you know you get more people here. I reckon maybe two hundred today, I don't know. Yeah. Good, n- good have, numbers. I think we have very special community here. It's yeah. supportive and encouraging. Exactly what Charles and Bob were just saying. So um, congratulations. I'll let you go and recover. Thank but you. But thank you for letting me say good day for a moment. And well done. P- a PK. PK. Good on you. Thank good you so PK. much. Good on Charles. Good, good on you guys. See you later. Yeah, it is beautiful down there. Not uh, And great to see uh, the local member 
Member of Parliament um, enjoying it. So, um, well done uh, to everybody here um, on a beautiful course. It's just beautiful. It's great to see the community getting involved. There was even free bread this morning. Fantastic. And now I've found Rich. Rich, you're one of the EEDs here, I believe. I am, yes. Good morning. Yeah, well done, mate. Um, and you're taking the photos as well, mate. You're a man of many talents. Um, well, I think we've got to sort of try our hand across all the board of the volunteer role. So. Indeed, mate. Um, and how many volunteers do you, do you actually need here on, uh, at Christie's? What, uh, what's your core, core number each week, do you reckon? Uh, Pre-COVID, we could get away with about sort of between six and eight. Yeah. Uh, nearer, maybe 12 to 14 would be an accurate... Yeah. on your swell of numbers of course and with the scanners yeah I just noticed that um, Mel, Mel Cox um, yeah. jumping in there and doing a few more which is great um, so uh, because I reckon maybe 200 or so today do you reckon 200 or so I would say yeah. close to that yeah. yes, nice so it's awesome well. to see and awesome to see you guys obviously we try and now post COVID uh, coming out of COVID we're trying to make sure that we keep to the 50 50 person per scanner um, which is great and it makes it easier for everyone um, but what a beautiful course far out uh, along, I, I know we keep going on about it, but you've got to remember, this is down by the coast. There is a bit of a hill, sorry, undulation. Undulation, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it seemed to go on forever and go past the water treatment plant, which is beautiful as well. So, no, well done, mate. I'm going to go and have some breakfast, but congratulations. What does Parkrun mean to you, by the way, before I go? Community, family. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. And yeah. It's beautiful. And that really should be the, I think, the, you know, a nice note to finish on because it, for those who may not have done a park run or may haven't done one for a long time, just remember that it is about getting out here and getting amongst your local community or meeting new people like we have today. So everybody's having a great time. Even this guy here with his cool club T-shirt on. I love it. <laughs> Good on you, Rich. Lovely. Thanks, Paul. Good on you, mate. Yeah. Good to everybody else. I love your work. Thanks, Rich. Thank you very much. Good on you, buddy. Thank you so much for volunteering as well. Uh, and that is it. I am now going to head off and have some breakfast. Uh, thank you so much, Legends, for listening in. And, um, yeah, to all my fellow roving reporters, keep doing great work. And to everybody out there, yeah, keep getting amongst Parkrun and loving it. Because, you know, like anything, it only exists because of the people who do it. So, And all the volunteers are out here for, for you. <laughs> am I making sense? You know what I mean. Enjoy. right now but I won't be live when you get to hear this because it will be like three or four days later if you know what I mean. Mr Bay's trousers just went out to get a coffee so I thought I'd jump on his computer and get a stats report to Adventurous HQ before he gets back. I was only coming in to nick a Kit Kat out of his drawer but since he left his computer unlocked well why not? At the time of recording 449 events worldwide had submitted results. Of course we missed our Victorian cousins. However we still had 302 events in Australia and 33 in New Zealand. We welcomed back another seven events in the USA, now up to 17. The rest taking place in Japan, Russia and remote UK territories. Three event launches took place. The Avenues in South Australia, Canyon Rim Trail in the US and Per... Per Navalok in Russia. Aussie New Zealand attendance is down 11,000 people to 32,038 runners out of 37,554 worldwide. We had 4,844 PBs, while 1,056 people participated for the first time. 60 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 
144 people reached their 50 milestone, 113 reached their 100 milestone, and 20 people reached their 250 milestone. 20 people called bingo. Wesley Harrison was the quickest with 157 events. David Moss was... Hey, is that Mossy the barefoot runner guy? Oh, I wouldn't do that 361 times. Well, maybe it's a different David Moss, I don't know. But this David Moss was the slowest person to call bingo this week, taking 361 events. Not many new states people this week, just four. Chris Carney and Anita Carr in the ACT, David Hooper in the Northern Territory, and Dan Baldwin in Western Australia. On the top 20 most Aussie New Zealand events list... Oh, I think his royal grumpiness might have messed this up. There's no movement in the top 20. Could that be right? Anyway, a little further down the list, there were 11 people who jumped 9 rankings. Margie, Olive Olly Olsen, Coppo Kopchikas, Steve Rayner, Elaine Harris, Michelle Kohler, Jacinta Marriott, Wendy Pierce, Richard Bilton, Steve Amor, Jack Corkill and Tom Gallagher. Good work everyone. Keep touristing. Biggest Windex of the week. You know, I still don't really get what this Windex thing is about. How can someone with more than 100 park runs still be down the bottom of the Windex list? Or whatever. Cassie Hughes moved up 21 from 30 to 51 Windexes, which is also the 8th highest on the West Australian list. Let's see, who else is a big Windex? Uh. Michelle Malone rocketed into 7th place in the top New Zealand Windexes, jumping 11 spots to 27. Mm, That's about it. To see these stats in full, visit sillyoldgoat.com. This has been the intern, and my stat report is totally awesome. And thank you to Alison at Wanaka, PK at Christie's Beach, and our cheeky little intern. Yeah, great to hear from everyone there. Sounds like it was cold almost all round. Congrats, PK, on the fifth C. Mm-hmm. And as for Alison, she's really drumming up Wanaka Park Run. There's a bit of a rivalry. I don't know whether it existed beforehand, but it's definitely there now. So love your work, Alison. I don't know what the people over at Queenstown Park Run feel about that. But, um, yeah, Wanaka Park Run definitely has to be one for the list. Got to love a bit of rivalry. Yes. Friendly rivalry, yeah. of course. That's right. Um, and as she pointed out in the cafe, <laughs> there's a few Aussies there. Excellent. That's yeah. good to know. It's the travel bubble yes. working well. Yeah, that's right. And PK at Christie's Beach. I became a pirate at Christie's Beach. Is that right? Yeah, that's where I got my seventh sea. We, at the time, there was only six seas in Victoria, so we took – we took a family holiday over to South Australia so that we could um, grab our seventh sea. Mm-hmm. We had the dogs with us. They had little pirate bandanas around their necks. <laughs> mm. oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, now, I was trawling some stats. Uh, yes. Uh, which I don't do that often. But correct me if I'm wrong, PK, but that was a post-COVID PB. Oh. So congrats, PK. Very good. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, now, Mel... I suppose, given the timing, I think we've already mentioned it, but um, are we now going to tell people that they've missed out on ordering ugly buffs? Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yep. It's too late. They've closed. They've closed on Thursday the 3rd of June, which will most likely have rolled across, rolled over, ro- yep. occurred, yep. whichever. <laughs> Oh, my words tonight. <laughs> Unless through the magic of podcasting, you know, that's somehow still in the future. Yeah, we, we hope everyone is now eagerly awaiting their ordered 
ugly buffs and for those that have chosen not to are eagerly awaiting the opportunity for their ugly Christmas shirts or singlets because we should start the countdown for that one for December. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, um, hey, Look, if you missed out on ordering. Well, Ollie, if you've missed out on ordering, keep your eye on the page because you never know if those cheeky elves are going to give you a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But uh, also speaking of dates, Mel, um, you know, I'm guessing. That, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very close. I guess we're yet to see whether all of them will go ahead. Yes, I am starting to resign myself to the realisation that I will probably not get to North Brisbane. I've We've spent the weeks talking it up and ironically, I'm probably unlikely to get there now. Let's hope. Time of time recording. Um, the lockdown will end before this podcast comes out. Well, the lockdown may end, Ollie. It doesn't mean the borders are going to be open. <laughs> yeah, very true. And um, yeah, naturally, because uh, of the multiple longest run events we have seen, um, there were a number or are a number, I should say, planned for the 13th of June. So um, should things change for the positive, you know, we really look forward to seeing a number of those Melbourne and the Gippsland region too. Um, crews enjoying their longest runs. Yes, planned on the 13th of June is Gippsland, the southeast Melbourne, the Melbourne North, Melbourne West 1 and 2, Sydney and Brisbane, North Brisbane. Yeah, and I really I really love how Melbourne does that, covering the different regions, coming together, fantastic work. Clearly uh, a, a big day for the longest run, but it continues to the best of our understanding at least. Uh, we've got the Sunshine Coast on the 20th of June. We've got South Australia on the 27th of June and Perth the 4th of July. So, um, hey, there's a there's an action-packed month. Maybe I'm a chance for the 4th of July. Yeah. I haven't been to Perth. I'll go and visit Cam. Yeah, I think, I think we need to knock on Cam's door. Hmm. So, uh, look, everyone, stay tuned. Obviously, check into the Facebook events. We've got our fingers crossed for you. And, um, yeah, let's look forward to some longest running. But, Ollie, we've come across a bit of exciting news for this coming Saturday. Is this the highlight, Mel? I think so. (laughs) Well, this is something that I can celebrate. Yes. At Alice Palace. Yes. This is a potential to build a whole theme around. I like your thinking. Would you like to tell everybody what next Saturday, June the 5th, actually is? Kinda. (laughs) So, as you mentioned, June the 5th, next Saturday, next Park Run Day or not Park Run Day, wherever you are, is... National Sausage Roll Day. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! So, look, if ever there's been a day to break out the 4.9-star sausage roll, this is it. We'll all be hoping, fingers, toes crossed, eagerly anticipating, does the sausage roll measure up on the day? Better not build it up too much, Ollie. (laughs) Mine might be a frozen box from the... um, (laughs) Mine might be a Herbert Adams from (laughs) from Woolworths or something. Uh, Good grief. Hopefully there's bonus points on that day. I wonder if I've even got a bakery in my five-kilometre radius. <gasps> I don't I don't know that I do. Oh, Uber Eats. I've got a Daz's Fish and Chippery. I kid you not. <laughs> I do. I'm going to take a photo of it. <laughs> it's actually Daz's Fish and Chippery. Yes, there we are. There's um, Daz's New Digs. 
Excellent. <laughs> Can Dazza come? <laughs> yeah, well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, look, uh, National Sausage Roll Day, in case you haven't gathered, Chris, we await your report. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, Mel, it's it's been a pretty big week. Yes, yes. Fun field, in fact, and lots yeah. going on all around Parkrun world. That's right, yeah. So please, everyone, keep us tuned. I'd uh, love to hear some of your stories. Keep Any us of tuned. You f- <laughs> keep us tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I'm sure there's an analogy there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Keep us informed. If you've got some uh, some feedback, if you'd like to reach out, please send us an email at parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. There's the second mention. <laughs> Mel, that's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. And we'd also like to give a special 21st happy birthday shout out to friend of the podcast and Shell Harbour Park Runner M. And this is for you, M. Are you ready, Ollie? Always. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear M. What my intern failed to realise is that the ZA South African download was still in progress when she attempted to steal my thunder. So, on top of the figures that she provided, we need to add 25 runs held in South Africa, 977 runners took part, 97 people ran a PB, 82 were first-timers, Two juniors ran their junior 10 milestone. Four people ran their 50 milestone. Two people ran their 100 milestone. And I am owed a Kit Kat. This has been the informant. If you'd like to see these stats in full, you can view them on my blog, theinformant, all one word, dot M-E. Thank you.